1 Samuel chapter 1. I, I, I love this about the Bible. It doesn't matter how many times you've read it. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times you've preached out of it. This book is a deep well. It always gives you water when you lower your bucket in it and draw it out. It gives you water. It's always there. It's a living book. I like that. No matter how many times you do read something, you can always get something out of that over and over and over. I've preached out of this, and I'm looking at it in a different way this morning to try to help you, help me. I believe in my heart there's some people that really need to get a hold of this. Really, really get a hold of it. And let God speak to you about what we're saying here this morning. Let us stand this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 27. It said, For this child I pray, and the Lord have giveth me petition, which I asked of him. Now, Hannah's praying, and she's been she didn't have a child, and she's been praying to God, seeking God to get this child. And he said, for this, this child I've prayed for. Verse 28, therefore also I have lent, and I look at that word, lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be again lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Chapter 2, verse number 20. And Eli blessed Elikam and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed to this woman, watch this phrase, for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. You know the need this morning. You know the hearts of each and every one of us. Now, Father, I pray that you speak to the heart like it's never been spoken to before today. Help us to grab a hold of your words and put it to our lives, Father. And Father, I just ask you to empty myself and fill me with thy spirit. In the precious name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Here in this story, we find one of the mightiest prophets that God gifted to the nation of Israel. His name is Samuel. This woman prayed and begs God. God gives, give, her, give me a son. That's how the book starts out. She comes to the house of God. Yearly, she's begging God, Lord, please give me the desires of my heart. Let me say this this morning. Just because God hasn't answered your prayer, because God hasn't done anything, does not mean that He's not going to do it. God many times does not work on your timetable. God doesn't work on our time schedule. I know this. When God does come through, it's always on time. Amen. There are many things that I prayed for in my life that, and the truth is when I look back I said well if God had gave it to me in the way I'd want it I'd be a messed up person today. I'm so glad that God reached down and said, I'll do it my way. I'm so glad that I took my hands off of it and let God take care of it this morning. According to His will, not according to our time or our will, but God is God time. Here we find Hannah gets what she begs for. 
We see that she has longed for this child. In chapter 1, she prays to the, to the point of tears come out of her eyes. She prays to the point that Eli thinks she's a drunken woman and because her lips are moving and nothing is coming out. I don't know, know if you've ever been to that point in such earnest prayer that we got plugged in so deep where you was talking with God and nothing was coming out. It was just tears flowing from your face. Just the emotion of praying. There's no audible words that you could say that you can mention. But I'm glad there's a God that knows what we are trying to say and He hears what we cannot say. When somebody's down at the altar praying or in their closet praying, uh, I'm, I'm glad to say, oh God, I'm glad God knows what the prayers are all about. We see she loves this child. The Bible says that when God gives her this child, she takes him home. She wings the child and loves this child. This is what she longed for. This is what she loves. God gives me a man-child, and God does. There's no doubt there's never been a mama that loved a child more than Hannah loved this child. This child is her life. It is everything that she wanted. It is everything that she desired. She loved that she wrapped him up, hold him. Her longing, her prayers are wrapped up in him. Her life is wrapped up in this child. Well, I don't show you this morning what I want to get to in the text. In spite of how much she loves this child. In spite of how much she longed for this child. In spite of how much this child was her life. We find that she loans him to the Lord. And one of the greatest prophets that ever lived comes from a woman that gave him back to God. Preaching on this thought this morning. A loan that made a prophet. Alone that made a prophet. You say, I don't got anything to give God to make a prophet. No, but everybody's got something to give God that will turn into a spiritual P-R-O-F-I-T. Everybody's got something to give God. I don't know what it is to it's your family, whether it's yourself or anything. I don't know what you got, but everybody's got something that they can give God, that they can loan to God and take a little bit and give it to Him and He can do great things with it. And somewhere down the road, what you give God, God is going to make a profit out of it. I'm not sure that Hannah never dreamed that when she gave her child to the Lord, he would turn into the man that he had turned into. I'm not sure when she handed him off to Eli, and he said, he's just a child. He's just a little thing. He ain't going to make much. He's not going to become anything. But somewhere down the road, she said, look what God has done to him. 
I find as little as much when God's in it. You say, I ain't got a whole lot to give God. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of talent. I don't have a lot of ability. You might might not have a lot, but let me tell you this. Every little bit that you got, you can give it to God this morning. I find that God can do a lot more with my little bit than I can with it this morning. If you would just loan it, give it to the Lord, God will make a profit of it somewhere down the road this morning. I find a lot of people in this like this. And there's nothing wrong with preparing for the future. People use stock market, use investments. Uh, and that's what the stock market is. You, you take what is yours and you loan it out. And they take and use it and try to make you a gain. They tell you to make money for you. They, they want to make a profit for you. I don't claim to know much about this subject because I have never invested in the, anything because I don't know what to invest in. And I'm sure if I did, I'd probably be broker than I am now. I, I know enough that it would probably give me a, a lot of trouble. But there are certain stocks that you can put your money into and all, and, all, and, and, and all many people are looking for a certain stocks of investment or short-term profits. Short-term gain. In other words, it's, it's what's risky is, uh, and, and you might not know what's going to happen or you don't know what's going to happen or you might not get an investment back, but it's short-term. You know, hopefully you get something back in a short-term profit when you invest into it. The safe stuff is the long-term. Those that are wise with the money. They put their money in stocks that have a long-term investment, a long-term uh, loan. You're not looking to pull anything out right now. You're not looking to get your gain right now. But you're looking to get your gain somewhere down the road. Uh, that when you get older, you, when you invest in it, that maybe you can get ready to retire, you can pull it out. Uh, and you know that down the road you've got a gain coming on there. They're not looking for the here and now. They got down the road in mind. Can I say that's the principle of life? When it comes to serving God and living for God, there's a whole lot of people, even Christians this morning, that are loaning their life and investing in the life in the short-term gains, looking to get what they can now. They're not looking for down the road with God. They're looking to see what they can get right now. They want their returns right now. They want their joy right now. I want my fun right now. So they invest their whole life into a, a world and they invest their whole life into friends, into entertainment, into the flesh. And listen, there's pleasure in sin for a season and the season will end. It will not go on and on. There are so many people investing in, uh, in everything and loaning their life to the world, the flesh, and everything. 
I, I find investing in, in God's kingdom is not a short-term investment. Amen. It's a long-term investment. It's one of those days when we step out of this world and step into that world. We're looking back and saying, oh, I am sure glad I gave everything to God. I'm sure glad I let him take over. I'm sure glad I didn't keep my hands on it. I'm sure glad that God doesn't got what God did for me. Jesus said, who shall ever seek his life? Shall lose it. But who shall ever lose his life shall preserve it. Everybody's trying to get everything now. But Jesus said, if you serve me, it's not down here. It's down the road somewhere. No, other, no one ever lived for God that did end up with a profit in their life. Now I'm not saying this without struggle. I'm saying, not saying it's without pain. There's so much life this morning, so much in life this morning, a Christian life does not have pain. Listen to me. If a Christian life that does not have pain, it is a Christian life that does not have profit in them. A Christian life with no suffering or pain has no value to the glory of God this morning. But I find that everyone that invests in their life into God, loaning their life to God, like Hannah did, wound up with a prophet. Noah invested his life in preaching righteousness. And there was no prophet, but he got his family on the ark. And everyone else was wiped out. God told Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. He said, Abraham, I'm God. I am God of Abraham. I'm the greatest prophet you'll ever have. I will be your reward whether you see the reward. Moses lived for God. And God caused him to have a prophet. David lived for God, and God caused him to have a prophet. Can I tell you, I've never regretted one day in serving God. I, I've never regretted the day that I... I want to follow Jesus and, and let Jesus control, uh, control my life. I never had a regret doing it. And I'm not saying that I haven't had some hard times. I'm not saying the road has been easy all the time. I'm saying there was an ups and, and there was some downs, there were some valleys and there was a mountaintops. I'm saying, but I have never had a regret and whatsoever of giving my life to God this morning. Investing your life. Walking with God. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the eternal things in the word of God and the work of God this morning. Instead of getting something 
give something. You know how many, too many times we come to the altar, God, give me, give me, give me, give me. Won't you just come to the altar and thank God for what he has given you already? Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I find too many come and begging God, asking for God for this and that, to, but yet they have never thanked God for what God has already given them. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about loaning. Loaning yourself to God. Loaning yourself to God. The loan was a sacrificial loan. Look at verse, chapter 1, verse 24. The Bible said, and when she had winged him, she took him up with her with three bullocks, and when he fought a flower and a bottle of wine, and brought him into the house of the Lord in Shiloh. Shiloh. And the child was young, and they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli, and she said, O my Lord, as my soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord for this child I prayed, and the Lord gave given me a petition which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. This loan was a sacrificial loan. This sacrifice uh, sacrificed her, her wants and her wills. The Bible says she took him home and winged him. To the point where he didn't have no, had to be nursed no more, but he was still young. And she brings him to the temple. And imagine her mind, she has got desires for Samuel. I imagine she wanted to, uh, uh, want him to, for his life. I imagine that she uh, wanted to uh, pray for the longing that she had for him. I'm going to do what... I want to do with him. He's mine. He belongs to me. That's the problem with a lot of Christians today. They say this is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It belongs to me. And I'm going to do with it what I want to do. But we find her sacrifice was this sacrifice. Her will for God's way. She sacrificed what she wanted for what God wanted this morning. It's not my want, it's my will, it's yours, Lord. What do you want of it? You want to know something? That's the problem with a lot of Christians today. Listen to me. We are real good Christians when we are church goers. Amen. We're tithers. Church, Jesus Christ, Christians, we love it. But until God does something we don't like, then they are no, no, nowhere nearly as good as Christians they thought they were or what they claimed to be. I'm happy with the Lord as long as all, uh, and I'm all in on Jesus as long as Jesus is doing everything the way I want him to do it. But as soon as, as Jesus uh, requires something from you, something out of your life, Or expect something in return. We say, I don't know about that. I'm not willing to do that. I don't, I don't mind if you bless me and I don't mind if you give to me. But when you start requiring me of something in my life to give back to you, I'm not into that. My life, I want to control my life. I want my hands on my life. Uh, I, I'm not going to do that, but Lord, I still want my blessings. 
Can I say that's not real love? That's not real love. I, I love you, Lord, regardless what you asked or want this morning. This is like a child. Some children love, oh my. Some children love their parents to death because parents are just giving and giving and giving and make concessions for everything the child wants. But as soon as the child, parent says, hey, I'm not going to do that no more, as soon as they cross over the line, says, you're not getting that, you're not going there, you're not wearing that, you're not going to go that place right there, then the child throws a fit. Amen. You ever seen in your child when you say you ain't going to do that, you ain't going to get that, how to fit they throw? Amen. My granddaughter, and I love my granddaughter to death, but when she was just a little thing, we was in Walmart and she wanted something, I said, uh-uh. She flopped down right in the middle of Walmart through one of them ever-loving fits right there in Walmart, kicking and screaming and crying. What did Papa do? Papa walked off. Walk off. You go ahead and do it that way, but it would have been a lot better if you came up to me and said, hey, Papa, can I hide that? And I would have said, no, she's just, please, Papa, please. It should have done it that way, should have got it. The moment she flopped down, that's, that's kids today. They think, they, that's what's wrong with the generation we have today. They're so spoiled to the point that, that they, when they say, I won't, I won't, I won't, and parents just give, give, give. Man, we got problems with parents that just love to give their kids everything. But that's not real love. It's not real love. This, this is not real love. Has, has sacrifice involved in it? I will give up something for you because I love you. We find this woman said, Lord. I don't want to do it my way. I want you to be your way. God, what do you want out of my life? Lord, I know it hurts. Lord, I know it's tough. Lord, I know that I will be picked on, ridiculed. But God, it's what you want this morning. It's what you desire this morning. Lord, I'm willing to sacrifice it for the glory of God this morning. You know, God is not concerned with what you want. God is concerned about His ways. Because His way always makes a profit. Doing things your way will never get you nothing, but in the long run it will get you down in the end. I find this Eli's way did not make a profit. You realize Eli raised three kids, two kids there, and every one of those kids became heathens. Eli's way was not the right way. Eli had a problem that a lot of people have today. Well, I brought him to church. I got him in church. That's the problem with a lot of people today. They, uh, well, I got my child in church. They're in church and coming to church. That, that's the, you know what? Just coming to church is not the end of it. When you get into church, here we, we talked about it this morning. 
When you're in church and you say you love God, want to be with God, you're walking with God, and your children are sitting there and you got them in church, they need to see that you're the same in church and out of church this morning. Amen. You can't walk one way in church and go home and walk another way and expect your children to act the way you want them to act and do what you want to do for God. Amen. So the question is, are y'all all in? Are you willing to loan something to God to make a profit this morning? Well, I don't got a whole lot. You know what? <laughs> I ain't going there. I'll keep quiet about that. There's only one way that will work, and that is God's way. God's way always create a prophet. But it requires sacrifice on our part. You've got to give up something. We've got to give up something in the morning. In order for God to give us something, then we've got to give back to God. God, I'm going to give it regardless of what the sacrifice is this morning. Remember when Eli, Elijah went down to Seraphat's house? He comes up to her and she's got two sticks, a little morsel of flour, a couple of drops of oil. She said, I'm going to make a cake. Me and my son are going to eat and we're going to die. He said, well, I'll tell you what you do. Instead of doing that, won't you just go in there and make me a cake and watch what God can do? Now, she could have said, are you out of your mind? I'm going to take the last bit of my food and make a cake and give it to you and me and my son stand here and watch you eat it. You out of your mind. But then again, she got to thinking about it. In order for me to get something from God, if I want to see God do something in my life, then I've got to give up something in my life. I've got to give God back something, give something in order for God to give me something. Amen. I'm telling you, there is a sacrifice right here, right there. That, 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 this is what a sacrifice say. I will take what I was going to make for me and my son and give it to you. She said, I need to sacrifice something to God. If I'm going to see God provide a profit in my life, so you know what she's done? She, she sacrificed her own reasoning. She sacrificed her own wants. She sacrificed her own will. You know what happened? God made the barrel of meal that every time she walked by there, it was already had some in it. Every time she went to grab the oil, there was always an oil in it. God made sure that God provided because she sacrificed, because she gave it herself. She said, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad that I took my hands off it. Thank you, God, for being so good to me. I took my hands off it. I sacrificed, and you brought a prophet into my life. Amen. It requires sacrifice this morning. She sacrificed what she had already given God's. She sac- listen to it. She sacrificed what was already God's. She was only sacrificing only what belonged to God. Begin verse eleven in chapter one. 
And she vowed a vow and said, Lord, Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look upon on the afflictions of my handmaid and remember me and, forget, and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto me the handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come unto his head. Do you see how this goes? You loan me something. I will turn around and loan him back to you. She is realizing this. I'm not giving anything to God that didn't belong to God in the first place. I'm only loaning God what he was, it was already given. I'm loaning God what he blessed me with. You know the problem with us? We think we get ours, we get it as ours, we get God blesses with it. News update. It ain't yours. God holds oh, You say, it's my breath. It's not your breath. God holds a breath in your hand. You say, it's my body. It ain't your body. God created this body. You say, it's my home. It's not your home. God gave it to you. You say, it's my car. No, it's not. God gave you that car. You say, it's my money. No, it ain't. God gave you that money. It don't belong to you. You're just giving back to God what God has already blessed you with. It don't belong to you. Amen. Can I say this? You're going to be held accountable for the things that God has blessed you with. Mm. Your children, how you raised them, how you taught them, you're going to be held accountable for it. Well, I, 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 no, I don't want to be held accountable for that. But you know what? It's not your life. It's God's life. God give you the life. God gave you the, it don't belong to you and it belongs to God. And she sacrificed. It's a sacrificial loan. It's a satisfying loan. It's satisfying because she silenced her enemies. Look at verse 6 and 7 of chapter 1. And her adversary, which was Penelope, also provoked her sore to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her wound as he did so year by year. When she went up by the house of the Lord, she, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Penelope Penel uh, had been harassing her. She'd been saying, Elkham love, doesn't love you, he loves me. God doesn't love you, he loves me. You're not worth anything because you ain't got no children. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got nobody. But she gets a child and God turns around and loans it back to God. And she said, you're crazy. That's what you've been praying for. That's what you've been longing for. You come to the temple year after year and yet God blessed you with that and yet you give it right back. You out of your mind. Let me say this, mom and dad. That's exactly what the devil will whisper in your ear. The same thing. If you give your children to God, if you shield your kids from this world and start pushing your children towards the Lord, the devil will say something like this. 
The world will put heat and pressure on you to the point that make you feel like you're being uh, rolled over, caved in. The devil will whisper in your ear, you know what? They're not going to be good people. They're not going to know how to communicate. They're not going to know how to fellowship. And all you do is take your boy to church. All you do is take him to church. All every time we run, we take him to church. You go to church. Hannah, all you do, that boy ain't going to wind up to be nothing. Can I tell you, Penelope's kids, didn't, they wind up to being nothing. She just kept giving back, giving back. I, I don't care what the devil whispers in your ear. Just keep on loaning to God. Just keep on loaning to God. Loan your family to God. Loan your children to God. Give yourself to God. And watch God put to silence the voices of those that make fun of you. And let me just say, they will make fun of you. You say, I'm a Christian. I serve God. I walk with God. I live for God. Well, you're crazy. Why would you do all that? Why would you be that way? Why would you be something like that? You can't go out and have fun. You can't go down to the bars and drink. You can't do all the things that I do. You're right. I cannot because I don't want to. But let me just tell you this. I've got a lot more fun than that. At least now when I wake up in the morning, I know what I did last night. Amen. I ain't got to worry about nobody coming to me and saying, you know what you did last night? No, I don't remember what I did last night. I know what I did last night. I had more, I, you know what? I get more fun in the house of God than I can anywhere else. You sit around here and listen to these guys joke on each other long enough, you'll laugh long enough, let me tell you. Then you don't tell me a Christian can't have fun. If, <laughs> if you're not having fun, you're hanging out with the wrong Christians. Amen. Hanging out with the wrong ones. Amen. I'm just telling you. Loan yourself to God. Give yourself to God. All you do, Hannah, is take him to church. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't see nothing wrong with that. It's a satisfying loan because she saw God's plan. Watch what she sees. Go to chapter 3, verse 19. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan and the Bathsheba, knew that Samuel was established to be the prophet of the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 1. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. One of the blessings in this King James Bible is that it, it might not mean much to you, but every mother here should get this and ought to get a hold of Chapter 2, verse 19. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him year after year. And when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice, it said she brought him a coat year after year after year after year. Can you imagine this? Here's Hannah making that coat the first year. She realized what he was the first year, but each year passed by. She's sitting at home trying to figure out, I wonder how much he grew today. 
I wonder how much how tall he is today. And she said, I wonder what his statue is in the Lord is. I wonder how much walk is in the Lord. Because she's not seeing for a year. Don't get to see him until he comes to the temple if you make a sacrifice. And she makes him that coat year after year after year. I, 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 this, is my, this is the way I think. This is the way I look at it. Year after year, she done took him to the temple and gave him Eli. She loaned him back to God. Gave him God what God gave her. She gives back to God. That, let me just say this. That would be a great thing for moms and dads to do today. God, we're living in a world today where kids ain't, don't mean nothing. Absolutely mean nothing. I mean, if you take a kid that's nine months old in the womb and they want to abort it because, well, I got out this morning and decided I didn't want to have one. Something wrong with you? Something wrong with this world allow that. So you ought to just loan your kids back to God and let God make a profit. But I, I imagine this, that year after year they'd be going to the temple and little Samuel was going there and they getting bigger and getting bigger and getting bigger. And I imagine here they heard of Fernando were going there to, to worship. And, uh, they got there. Bible says then Samuel stood up and read the word of the Lord. And you see Hannah looking at Penano over there and going, You call me crazy. You said I was a fool. Who's standing up there now? Who's standing up there now? Let me tell you, it's nothing greater than a parent. To watch your child progress in the walk of God and do the things of God and let the glory of God rest on them and see them start doing things for God, watching how God can use them. And I'm telling you, we got some kids here that God is starting to deal with and God is starting to move with it, and we ought to encourage them to step out in faith. Let God lead you. Let God take, just take and surrender yourself. Lord, I don't got much. I'm just a child. But let me tell you what, it's not age or anything else. It's you're willing to step out and say, Lord, here I am. Yeah. Even the young people and the old people can do the same thing. I'm telling you, it's satisfying to watch your child do something for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. It was a secured loan. You all know what a secured loan is. Why is her loan a secure loan? Because of the person she loaned it to. Because of the loan holder. You say, who is that? Well, chapter 1, verse 28. We read it. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. She did not loan this boy to Eli. She said, I'm going to give him to God. I'm dropping him in the Lord's lap. And I'm telling you, it's always a secured loan when you give what God has given you back to Him. You say, here's my life. It's in your hands, Lord. I'm going to walk by your words, live by your standards. I'm going to walk in your ways. And it's always going to be a secure loan. It's always going to be secure to give God everything that you got this morning. I've loaned and invested in a certain people. Listen to me now. I have loaned and invested in certain people 
that I got no returns from. In fact, I got hurt. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I've never been hurt or never got a profit back for investing in things into God. I, I may say, hey, I, I got down to the last bit of morsel I may have had. I may have been like surf had. I'm just going to eat this cake and die. But I turn around and watch God do something great in my life where God had brought me from, and God provided, and God made a profit through everything. that it, Oh, praise God. God, just give everything to God this morning. Too many of us want our hands on it. We want to control it ourselves and not give it to God. So this morning, you may be sitting here and say, well, I, I don't have a lot. Well, welcome to the club. I don't have a lot either. But I can tell you this, it would be great if each and every one of us comes and say, Lord, I'm going to give back to you what you gave to me. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of things. But I got a life that he gave me. I got a life that he gave me. And I'm just challenging you this morning. Won't you come and just, Lord... I'm going to loan you back what you gave me to begin with. I, I want to come to the altar this morning and say, Lord, here I am. I'm not coming to ask you for anything. I'm not coming to beg you for anything. I'm just coming to give you back what you already gave me. And that's this life right here. And you don't tell me you ain't got nothing because every one of us sitting here breathing this morning. You've got a life that you can give back to God. You've got a life you can give back to God this morning.